happy new year. I'm really excited to welcome you to the first and hopefully not last episode of the main event, a model horse podcast for hobbyists both in the UK and internationally. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. I really appreciate all of your support and engagement. In today's premiere episode, I'll be talking through all sorts of model horse news, new models, a feature artist, show reports and more. And later, I'll be joined by at Applemead Brayers, our first guest. Next to me, I have Lafayette, who is this episode's feature model. Now it's time to rein it in. The news section of the show is called Rain It In, and with a new year comes new news. Breyer have just released the first special run for Breyer Fest 2022, and he's gorgeous. He's a dapple rose grey on the Tatillus mould called Lender. He's based on a traditional German folk dance, which was popular in southern Germany in the 18th century and is still danced today. He'll be available for VIP and all-access in-person tickets only. I'm only briefly going to touch on the virtual lack of special runs, as it's a really hotly debated topic at the moment, but my personal feeling is that special runs are a big part of Breyerfest. Just as I'd finished writing my notes for this podcast, Breyer released the first limited edition model for Breyerfest 2022, Montanaro. He's a black forest horse on the Frisian mould, and my initial thoughts were that he was a bit meh, but the more I look at him, the more I like him, and I really hope that he looks like that in person. As a limited edition, he'll be available for both in-person and virtual attendees, and I'm tempted to get a ticket because of him. Sign-ups for the Premier Club for 2022 have closed, which means we'll start getting some more sneak peeks of the second release in the Premier Club. The first release was revealed a little while ago, and if you missed it, she's Zafira, the show Arabian by Bridget Ebel. Personally, I think this model will be absolutely stunning in person, but that photos just don't really do her any justice. So in addition to Zafira, we've also had a few sneak peeks at the second release. This model looks really interesting, and I'm really excited to see him in full and see what colour he'll be. I'll keep you as updated as I can as more uh, reveals of this model occur. And in addition to this there's more, the Premier Club stablemate has also been revealed. He's a mini George sculpt, another by Bridget Ebel, who was originally part of the Premier Club as a traditional sculpt in 2019. We don't know the colour yet, but as soon as it's released, I'll definitely have something to say. The photo released on Brea's website, I think, is taken at an awkward angle so that it makes the proportions of the stablemate look a bit strange. And I'm just hoping that this is just the angle of the photo taken and that he's actually a, a much better proportioned than he looks in those photos. Brea's 2022 regular run line has been released and it holds some really exciting models. So the Ideal series continues with a Palomino. The Welsh Pony Mare and Falset is out in its first regular run in a sweet black colour. Misty makes a new appearance in full form this time with her damn Phantom. And the two that I'm most excited about are the regular run appearances of the Akalteke Stallion, Adamek, and the Morgan Horse, Morgan Quest Native Son. I'm actually really delighted with the 2022 lineup and will be absolutely broke after this set of models. The 2022 Christmas model has also been revealed and is named Snowbird. I'm pleased that Brea are using the Morgan mould for him and his costume looks really smart. I know for those who conquer this mould it's slightly annoying to have so many released all at once but I really do like Snowbird. I would quite like to have a Christmas horse in a colour other than grey though because it's been quite a while since we've had any and I think it might be time for maybe a decorator Christmas horse. The Halloween horse has also been released and though I don't usually get them I might have to get this one. 
We'll have to see how UK model horse stockists are doing with shipping this year and whether we'll actually be able to receive a shipment of these gorgeous ponies anytime soon. The 2022 flagship model has also been released and is a silver bay on the Dundee mould. Personally, I would really like some flagship models to be shipped to the UK for distribution at retailers as that could include loads more of us UK and international collectors and allow us to get really easy access to this beautiful model. I also definitely have to talk about these swirl stable mates because they are so cool. I don't really conga any of the moulds, but I love their colours, and I feel like Brea have taken inspiration from many artists, um, with quite a few I know having done tie-dye designs, and I got one myself, a little custom tie-dye model, and I think she's beautiful. I'm really excited for the variations on this set, and I really can't wait to see how different each model is going to be. I'm just going to finish this rein it in section with a little bit about Brea shipping to the UK. So UK hobbyists have increasing agitation over Brea shipping of models and lack of communication from the company themselves recently. Honestly, international shipping has been a complete mess, with loads of parcels ending up in the wrong country, no tracking provided and incorrect orders being shipped. It's also really difficult for international customers to get hold of Brea's customer service, as we have to pay a lot of money for an international phone call. Um, so if anyone has any tips on how to get hold of Brea's customer service, please share them with us so that hobbyists all over the UK can have less stress over their parcels from Brea. That concludes this episode's Rain It In. If you have any model horse news, please get in contact with me at Amber's Corner Stables on Instagram to let me know what you'd like me to report or discuss. Welcome to Spur of the Moment, the section in which I introduce you to my Spur of the Moment buys and new models. Um, I've recently received an order from Triple Mountain that included four ponies, Starlight Omega, a classic rearing stallion, and the WEG Joha from 2014. So I'll start with possibly one of my favourite models ever. Starlight is the 2020 Vintage Club Arapalusa with only 500 made. I bought her during BreaFest weekend last year and she's absolutely stunning. Photos of her will be on my collection account, but they really don't do this girl any justice. Her shading is just beautiful and Brea really outdid themselves with her. Omega is the 2021 regular run release on the Shaggy Arabian mould and he came nib in this order. I bought from the USA as I was really nervous that UK retailers may not get them anytime soon due to shipping delays and I really didn't want to wait with this one. He takes my conga up to six and I definitely ISO glossy integrity. I also got the 1965 to 1980 classic Bay Fighting Stallion. He's only body quality, but he was on the website for ages and I eventually caved and added him to my order. He's actually really cute in person, I'm really glad I decided to get him. The final pony I got in this order is the WEG Classic Chestnut Joha from 2014. 500 of her were made and I'm really pleased that I had the opportunity to get her. She's got a little box rub on her hip, but she's still really cute. And she's the 8th edition on my conga, which was rather accidental. <laughs> I've now put myself on a pony buying ban until I have some commissions paid off, um, but feel free to send me photos of your most recent purchases. I would absolutely love to see the ponies that you're excited about. This next section is Centaur of Attention, where I review a particular model in my collection. Earlier, I talked about having Lafayette, or polished coal as my model is called, sat next to me. I don't even know where to start describing this model, he's really something special. I managed to get mine secondhand back in June 2021, so I avoided all the backorder hassle that I know so many hobbyists had to go through with this one. 
Lafayette is a Collector Club web special from 2021 on the Racking Saddlebred Stallion mould. He's a glossy grey-black and mine has some really subtle dappling. I've heard that a few don't have any dappling and some have loads and I think mine's somewhere in between. I'm a really big fan of this mould and unfortunately I only have one. I think the movement is really beautiful and has a really nicely realistic flair. I really don't have many bad things to say about this model. I love his shading and his little star, and I think he's a lovely example of an American saddlebred. My only negative thought about him is that his eyes don't seem to be entirely looking in the same direction, but this is hardly noticeable. I only saw it on closer inspection the other day when I had him out. Which model should I review next? Send me a message at Amber's Corner Stables on Instagram. For this episode's Neighbours section, we have at Applemead Brayers on Instagram. Hello, it's so lovely to actually meet you. Could you please tell me a little bit about what your collection's about? Yeah, so my collection's mainly OF Brayer, and so I have both traditionals and stable mates. I'm mainly a traditional collector, but the stable mates kind of got me last year and they've been multiplying since. Um, a few customs, but I would say on the whole, my collection's mainly OF Briar traditionals. Okay, that's really cool. Yeah, so I started getting into them again, sort of 2019. Um, I've been collecting as kind of a teenager, um, and then life got in the way. And back in 2019, I just happened to click on Briar's website and see all the amazing molds and models that come out in the time that I've not been collecting. Um, so I ordered a couple, and then I was hooked. And ever since, I've just been growing my collection. Did you have any like particular congas that you collect or any types of models? Yeah, so I've kind of got into two main congas at the moment. So I'm currently collecting the Shannon Del Mold and the Shire Gelding, mainly okay. because I really love draft horses. Um, and I think the Shannon Del Mold just has a really nice, kind face. There's something about it that I was just attracted to. So yeah. I've been actively congering him. And then sort of starting this year, I began a Duende Conqueror as well, um, just because I really like Spanish horses. And again, I think he's got like a really nice, kind face. There's something about the sculpt that I just love. So again, I've been working on a Duende Conga this year as well. Lovely. Well, last year, actually. <laughs> it's 2022, I have to realise. Yeah, I only just got my first two models. I got them both for Christmas on that, um, on that mould. I got Arctic and Dominante. Oh, yeah, they're both lovely, aren't they? Uh, well, the shading on both of them is absolutely gorgeous. Yeah, I think hidden under the costume, Arctic Grandeur shading is gorgeous. Once you're out of costume, you can really appreciate it. Yeah, definitely. I haven't taken his costume off yet, but <laughs> I might do soon. <laughs> it's not too bad. It's all one piece. So once you've got it off, you can just slide it over the head and it's, it's easier to put back on. So don't worry too much if you want to take it off. <laughs> I always get so nervous when taking Christmas model costumes off because it's just I can never get them back on and then it's all it's all a whole mess <laughs> yeah there's definitely like a knack to it I feel like I have to do it a few times in a row to like make sure I can definitely get it on and off before I'm confident to like leave it off for a whole year but my Christmas horse I usually like redecorate them on like the first of December every year and then take it off at the end of Christmas so I've kind of got the knack of it now are there any other models that look really good in kind of the the Christmas wear that aren't actually Christmas models? Yeah, so I tried um, Theo, the regular run Georg, and I put him in Yuletide Greetings tack this year. 
Um, because again, he's kind of like a draft Ardennes and I was just interested to see what he'd look like. And I thought he looked really, really cool in it, actually, really sweet. Um, so he really suits that tack. I haven't really tried it with any of the others, actually, with any of the other types of tack, but definitely he looks really good in it. I just want to say, though, your Instagram is absolutely beautiful and you have so many realistic photos and performance work. Um, so what's your favourite part of performance photography and setups and things? Oh, I think for me, I really like recreating um, things in miniature. So for me, I tend to like bringing to life real horse situations and a lot of it's drawn off sort of riding lessons I've had or events I've seen and been to. Um, I don't really plan the performance type setups for my account too much. I tend to just walk into my hobby room, pick up a model and try and create something based on its pose or its posture. Um, so I don't really plan or think too much, but I just like bringing the details to life, you know, choosing sort of what saddle pads going to match that colour horse, um, <laughs> looking at what jumps I can set up or look good. Um, and I also try and bring sometimes a bit of a theme to a month's post. So, for example, over Halloween, I might do some Halloween theme posts or Christmas. Um, a lot of it, I had some Christmas props in. So I kind of draw it a bit off real life and, and then a bit of sort of spur of the moment as well. It's just nice to be able to use your imagination and kind of bring to life real horse type scenarios in sort of a model form. Um, do you make any of the tackle props that you use? Yeah, so I got into tack making um, probably early 2020. I decided I really wanted to bring sort of more performance type style posts to my Instagram and I just enjoyed that kind of side of the hobby. So I started trying to make my own tack. Um, the first couple of pieces I look back now and they are pretty horrendous, but you have to start somewhere. Um, mm -hmm. So I've now moved on and just been practicing and practicing. So most of the saddles um, are made by myself and then pretty much a lot of the props I'll make myself too. And I think it's just nice to use your own tack as well and use that in your photos. And it's amazing just to see how far I've come, I think, since 2020. Um, definitely one of my favourite areas of the hobby anyway. So tack making kind of goes alongside all the performance stuff that I've been doing. That's so cool. I've seen a lot of the tack on and I, I thought they were really professionally made. They look really good. Oh, thank you. I haven't had a chance to kind of do any live showing with it yet, so I have no idea whether it's good enough for live showing, but I tend to focus it for photography um, and I think it looks OK in that. So that's kind of what I aim for with it. I'm going to ask, do you have a favourite model? Oh, that's a really hard one. I think it depends a little bit on the day. Um, <laughs> sometimes... I'll go in and out with models, but I think on the whole, my most consistent model that I probably consider my favourite is actually Benelli from uh, 2020 Briarfest, the Shannondale. I say Shannondale's my favourite mould, but I just love the pattern and colour on him, and I just think he's such a nice model. I know he's not kind of the rarest or like the most expensive model in my collection, but there's just something about him. Every time I pick him off the shelf, I'm just so happy with him. So. I'd probably say he's my absolute favourite in the collection. I've just managed to get myself um, a Vahana and ah. just beautiful. Absolutely. Yeah, lovely. he's lovely. I've got him as well. Um, he's probably another one of the really nice Shavendels. So, yeah, he's gorgeous. How many do you have in your Conganel? So I'm currently up to six with the Shavendel Conga um, and then the Duende Conga's only at four at the moment. But I'm hoping eventually to track down the original Shannondale, either braided or loose mane, because I don't actually have him in either version. 
but I know they're pretty kind of rare to come across and quite expensive. So I'm hoping one of those will pop up at some point and I'll get him. Do you have any hobby goals for 2022? Yeah, so 2022, I've had a little think and I think I'd be looking to expand my tack making. So I want to branch out into some new styles of tack. So I'd love to do um, maybe some endurance type saddles and bridles. Um, I'm thinking probably for Altenai or that kind of moulds. Um, I'd like to do a Western saddle with some new plates on there because I've done a basic Western saddle, but I haven't done anything too fancy with it. So kind of branching out into different areas of tack making would be sort of one goal. And then I'd like to dabble in customising as well. Um, I've dabbled a few times and I think I've always ended up really frustrated with my work. I'm kind of a perfectionist. So if it doesn't look exactly how I want it to look, I do tend to just put it back down and forget about it. So this year I'm going to try and be more patient with myself and more patient with like the customising process, I think, and have a go, maybe start with some stable mates because they're a little less challenging <laughs> and uh, see where we go from there. I'm really excited to see your progress on that. If you can send me any photos you do of any customs, I'd be really delighted. Oh, uh, yeah, I'd love to. As I say, I'm planning on doing um, Nao Pemo as well in February. So that'll be kind of the first getting back into it, I think, and hopefully give me some motivation. Going back to what you said earlier about um, you haven't had the chance to live show, I was going to ask you, do you show at all? Like, do you just do kind of in-hand showing? Yes, yeah, so I do um, photo showing at the moment. So again, kind of 2020 lockdowns and things, I got into photo showing. Um, yeah. So mainly been doing that at the moment and just it's a really nice opportunity to kind of get my models out, appreciate them and also appreciate other people's models. There's so many gorgeous models people have out there. It's nice to see them when you're photo showing. Um, but I would really like to get out live showing. It's just been the current world situation and things has meant that I haven't been able to yet. But hopefully if things improve, I'd love to get out to sort of a live show and start probably with some kind of halter classes and maybe eventually get brave enough to go and do some performance. <laughs> that would be so cool. And it'd be really nice to meet you at shows as well. I love live showing. I've not been to, well, obviously any at all for the past few years. But yeah, it'd be really, really cool to like properly meet up at shows and see all your performance. Yeah, I'd love to meet people in real life as well because obviously I think we see kind of people on Instagram all the time and chat that way but you don't really like meet the people unless you go to the live shows so yeah I'd love to get out to one and fingers crossed it won't be too long before they start up again. Yeah I hope so I know there are a couple a few months ago I think it was around November time there were a few little live shows um, but obviously none have really happened since and I'm keeping an yeah. eye on pages and things hoping that something will start up soon. Fingers crossed. I'm hoping kind of late spring, summer, we might start to see some, hopefully, as things calm down a little bit. But I guess it just depends with what happens in the world, really, doesn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Do you have any grails that you'd like to talk about? Yeah, so I kind of mentioned one already, which is Shannondale. Um, I am really hoping to get Uffington as well from um, 2021 Briarfest. He was actually my favourite of the special runs, but luck wasn't with me and I didn't get picked for him so I'm really hoping to find an Uffington at some point this year and that's kind of another little mini hobby goal. Um, I would love an Alborozo one day as well I know that's kind of a typical grail that a lot of people have no, um, but I just haven't bought myself to buy one yet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah I think it's going to be a little while before I can get myself one of those. 
Yeah, I keep seeing a few popping up, but I just can't bring myself to to pay the price for him. I know it's probably not going to change much, but maybe one day I'll feel brave enough to go through with it. Maybe one day I won't be a student in. Yeah, that is it as well, isn't it? It's, yeah. When you're a student, it's not exactly the most affordable of models. <laughs> exactly. I can see you have a hobby room. So do you have a whole room for your model horses? Yes, that's a recent development. So. Um, essentially this used to be split between my boyfriend's model railway so he has that kind of side of things for hobby and my horses but he's recently built a cabin outside for his own hobby and so I've taken over the room and now got my own hobby room which is really really nice um it's where I can keep all my dioramas for doing photography I've got a light box in here and then I've got all the horses in here as well so it just means it's really nice and straightforward for doing all my hobby stuff and it's quite a nice relaxing space to come to as well. I'm currently just working out in my bedroom in the study hoping that I can eventually get some more space to put some ponies but it's really nice that your boyfriend also has a, a like a similar hobby so does he does he support your your hobby? Oh yeah he um he does joke about the number of models that I have because I think the model train side of things it's not so much the buying the trains that's making the layouts and stuff but um he's definitely really supportive he's been really helpful with making kind of the dioramas and then all like the setups I have so the barn the arena he's all helped me make those so he's really supportive which does make a big difference as well I know my I wish mine was a bit more supportive he he allows it I think he thinks it's a bit <laughs> yeah he strange, does strange, every time I get like a parcel that you know oh gosh not another one where are you going to put that so yeah, he's kind of overwhelmed, I think, sometimes by the number of models and the fact that it's collecting more of them. But he's supportive in the whole. <laughs> That's completely fair. Are you thinking about attending Briarfest this year? Yeah, so I want to do the online um, Briarfest. I really like the celebration model. So even if I'm not too keen on kind of like any of the limited editions, um, I think I'm just going to go and do it for the sake of the celebration model. And I also think I'll just enjoy watching all the things going on at the Kentucky Horse Park and hopefully there'll be some workshops or demos and things to watch as well. So I'm planning on doing it. Hopefully I'll like some of the limited editions as well and pick some of those up. Um, but yeah, I like online Briarfest. I've enjoyed it the last two years, so I'll probably just do it again. Yeah, I'm feeling the same, especially after seeing the first limited edition model that was released yesterday. Have you seen him yet? Yeah, he's um, on kind of like the vintage Frisian model, doesn't he? He's a black forest horse. He does look really nice, actually. Um, I like his colour and I think it looks really nice on the mould. So, yeah, I, I was thinking about him. I'm not 100% sold on him yet, but he is quite nice. So I probably will cave and get him. <laughs> probably will as well. I wasn't going to. And then the more I looked at his photo, the more I really liked him and his shading and just hoping that every model was going to look like that. Yeah, his shading's lovely, isn't it? I think I have one on the mould already, Fire Magic, who was like a Briarfest, I think, 2002 celebration horse. And he's kind yeah. of a sentimental model. He's I've had him since my teenage collection. So maybe the nostalgia will get me a bit as well. <laughs> that would be really cool. Do you just have the one on that Congo now? yeah just one at the moment um he's quite beat up because he's seen definitely a lot of action when I was using them um more as kind of toys as a sort of early teen so he's quite beat up but he's there just for as I say kind of sentimental value do you have any other models that are sentimental 
Yeah, so my um, very first traditional model is still with me. So I got Red Rum, who was like a UK limited edition in sort of, I think he came out in like 2006. That was kind of the time I was getting into Briar. Um, and I remember going to the tax shop to actually buy him. So this was back in the day when you could actually buy Briars in like UK tax shops, which I don't really see them now. Mm -hmm. Um so we went into the tax shop and I like remember picking him off the shelf and begging my mum for him for my birthday. So he's still with me. He's again very beat up and very much kind of body quality, but he's not going anywhere. No. I also have a red rum who is in, in much the same condition. <laughs> Lovely. Do you have any kind of other things that you'd like to talk about within the hobby? Um, I think the hobby is amazing. I, I just want to say like the community is so fantastic. I've really enjoyed being back in the model horse hobby over the last couple of years and just meeting people, getting to chat about horses, model horses. Um, it's just been a fantastic place for me. And I think especially with things having not been the easiest couple of years, it's been really nice to have model horses to kind of fall back on, be a bit of a distraction and just to meet new people. So I'm really grateful to be part of the hobby. Um, I think that's kind of my main message and I just love chatting about model horses. So thank you very much for having me on today. Well, thank you so much for joining me. I really appreciate it, especially as you're my first guest. And <laughs> thank you. Yeah, I had a great time. I love chatting with the horses. I could go on about them for hours. So, <laughs> well, I definitely love to have you back. You've been such a great guest, and it's been really. Oh, you're welcome. Oh, fantastic. Well, anytime. I'm more than happy to pop on or chat about any model horse development. So, yeah, I've really enjoyed it. A huge thank you to Applemead Brayers, my first guest on the main event. If you'd like to be a guest and have a chat about your hobby and your hobby goals and your collection, drop me a DM at Amber's Corner Stables on Instagram. In future episodes, I hope to have reports from live and photo shows in the UK and internationally in a section called Rose Set to Your Standards. Please send in your show experiences, how you did, and tell us all about the event. I've just finished the first year of Willow Model Horse Photo Show on Facebook, which was a challenge for me as a host, but one that I really enjoyed. We've just concluded the year championship and results will be released very soon for those who are involved. I'm going to be taking a break from show hosting now to focus on some exams, but I hope to be back to it in the summer and the near future. The final section of this episode is called Maybe They're Barn With It. We'll be exploring artists within the hobby, both up and coming and well-established. In this episode, I've interviewed an artist who has just released her first original sculpt as a 3D print resin in three variations, Arcus, Aquino and Arbor. Sunny Equine Art on Instagram painted her first model a year or two before she fully got into painting, but wasn't aware at the time that painting model horses was a thing, as she described. A few years after painting that first model with a friend, she watched some YouTube videos and decided to try it again. She has now been painting for four years and has become very successful at it. She has a few of her own pieces in her collection, but tends to sell most, so keep an eye out for any ponies that might be able to canter their way into your collection. She also takes commissions, but her books are currently full with a waitlist open. I myself have commissions with her and own a previous commission from her. I'm really excited to get them back and see them in person. Her favourite colour to paint is bay, and she enjoys painting fantasy colours as well as animals other than horses. For her Namo Pemo, she's hoping to enter with her Hippocampus sculpture, which is a gorgeous horse-fish type creature. I've been watching the progress of this sculpture and it looks really exciting. 
As I said previously, Sunny Equine Art has just released her first original sculpt in the form of Arcus, Aquino and Arbor. The latter two are micro-scale, polished cold-blood stallions. Arbor has a roached mane and a bob tail, whereas Aquino has a semi-longer mane and tail than his brother. Arcus is a repositioned variation and is available in Stablemate and Classic scale. She plans to paint a few artist-proof copies of Arcus in microform, which will be the only micro-copies available to purchase, so definitely keep an eye out. I know I will be. As for her future plans, she says she has a full folder of references and ideas. She'd like to do a more water dragon slash water dinosaur version of her hippocampus, and also plans to sculpt a Przewalski horse and a medallion too. So that's plenty of things to keep her busy and me very broke. She says that most of her sculpts will be drafts or ponies, as these are her favourite types of horse. Sunny says that her collection has changed a lot since she started collecting and currently collects OF minis, resins and customs with the occasional OF traditional. She says that she drifts to new releases on vintage moulds, which is something we very much have in common. She's also trying to conquer the Rian mould and aims to conquer Astrid. She particularly enjoys painting minis and micros and wants to slightly re-sculpt stablemates to give them a unique flair and more detailing. Please do go and check out Sunny Equine Art on Instagram as this artist truly is so talented and works hard to produce absolutely stunning work. I'm so excited for the pieces she's doing for me. As the first episode of the main event comes to a close, I'd just like to thank all my affiliates for sending in news, show reports, artist nominations and more. I couldn't do this without you. The affiliates are, for this episode, Brea Sport, Sunny Equine Art, Samantha Customs, Apple Me Brayers, and also I'd just like to say a huge thank you to Apple Me Brayers for coming onto the show and having a really good chat with me about all things horsey. Music credit goes to Ben Sound. Thank you so much for watching the first episode of the main event, and I hope that you'll join me next time for some more model horse chat. Please remember to send me all sorts of things that you want me to chat about. Thank you so much for listening and have a lovely new year.